0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now. Uh, as we build up to what is a very, very exciting Saturday, the AFL Grand Final, just the second time of the modern era that we've had two Victorian teams uh, taking to the field for that last Saturday in September and unfortunately, it's the second time in two years that they've both been Victorian teams, and they both won't be played uh, in Victoria. And as part of the build-up to this week, we we look back at history uh, and in and key and pivotal moments in the history of both these teams, whose fan bases and former players know all too well um, what a premiership drought looks like. And uh, and in amongst that, there's key moments of what might have been and what could have been uh, that help shape what eventuated and what did become. And one of those moments for the Western Bulldogs is absolutely the 1961 grand final. And it was, um, it's was, it been spoken about a lot this week that uh, until, and this record has been held ever since that day in 1961, that the great EJ Witten has forever been the only Bulldogs player to ever play in two grand finals. Um, That will change this Saturday when I think it's 11 or 12 uh, of the guys that ran out in 2016 will run out again and equal the great EJ Whitten uh, to hold that record for the Western Bulldogs. But uh, a man that was there in 1961 representing Footscray, he lined up at full 40. He was the hero of the prelim kicking four goals. He's from my neck of the woods back home. Although you've got to be very careful when you say that a man from Eagle Hawk is from Bendigo, because that's not passe. se. Uh, so from Eagle Hawk, which is just north of, of, of Bendigo, uh, Jack Slattery has been good enough to jump on the line with me. Hello to you, sir. Uh, hi, Sam. Um. We it's a big week, obviously, and and there's a lot of build-up to it. And and I can't wait to get your thoughts on this current Bulldogs group, and we'll talk 2016 as well. Um, But when you look back on 1961, I suppose it's with mixed emotions, but you were a a, a young bloke there. You'd you'd joined the club in 1959. Um, You've got the great E.J. Whitten as your captain and your coach, and he was at the peak of his powers then, what what are your memories of, of 61 and and the lead up and the build up to to get into finals jack
1: oh well of course if you if you look at the history of it uh, uh, we had to had to beat Geelong in the last home and home game at yes. uh, the, the western oval to uh, the winner of that game was going to go into the four and we beat them uh, in front of you can't believe it 42,000 people at the West, western oval that wow. day <laughs> Um, I don't know how, how they fitted him in, but that's, that's was what it was. And, uh, of course, then we uh, we had to play then St Kilda in the uh, the, the first semi. And uh, nobody gave us a chance in that. Lou Richards um, uh, said, of course, that he'd cut Ted Whitten's lawn with a pair of nail clippers if, uh, if we beat St Kilda. And, of course, we've got the front page uh, of the Sun <laughs> On the, uh, the the next day, of course, uh, showed uh, Lou in front of the whole crowd doing just that, uh, cutting Ted, uh, Ted's lawn. So, um, and then uh, then of course we had to front up to Melbourne, and uh, again we were we were the underdogs, but uh, we did beat Melbourne that day fairly comfortable actually. And uh, but uh, by the time we got to the grand final, uh, well, I don't know, perhaps we'd run our race.
0: It would have been the eighth consecutive uh, grand final if Melbourne had have made it then. So that 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 prelim is another little piece of the history that Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs share in in finals that date back around that time. Of course, uh, you guys um, uh, beat them in, in 1954. And uh, yes, 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 so it's again another little chapter uh, that's going to be referenced uh, in this book that we're we're writing at the minute in the build up to to Saturday. But the, the back the back part of your year was you were all, you were under pressure for the and you had to win the majority of your. I think you won it maybe four out of your last five, wasn't it, Jack? To to make sure that you gave yourself a chance against Geelong.
1: Yeah, I, I just can't remember exactly what it was, but I know we we were playing pretty well
0: at the end of the year. Yes. So, and when you when when you that when prelim that prelim final came around and and you kicked four goals in that game and you had the twenty seven point win um what memories do, do you have of of that day and and how well you all played as a team
1: um well it's a long time ago but i <laughs> i do remember i do remember quite a few things you know i uh, the thing that stands out more than anything was been M- Merv Hobbs's great mark over Tassie Johnson, uh, and uh, I was really crooked on him. Said he was selfish because I was standing right behind him. I was going to mark it on my chest if he hadn't done that. So, so <laughs> I, I, re- I remember remember that one. But uh, yeah, I, it's difficult to remember much about the games. I think um, I remember more about the grand final. I think uh, even though. Uh, We lost to Hawthorne. And uh, as I said, I went to school with Graham Arthur and we used to have lunch now and again. And uh, I used to always tell him that uh, uh, I helped Hawthorne win their first ever premiership because they only kicked three points in the grand (laughs) final.
0: Well, both of you guys, two of the greats, to come out of the City of Greater Bendigo region, yourself from Eagle Hawk, Mm -hmm. and he was at Sandhurst. Um, and, and Hawthorne's first ever premiership captain. I, I'm amazed to have found out that that you guys went to to school together. And did you play any footy together? In in school teams, only yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I did. Yes. Uh, uh, Jack that that grand final. I find it really interesting that that you guys, obviously 54, um, that's the first premiership for the Western Bulldogs, and for a long time until 2016, as we know, it was the only but the build up to to 54 you weren't playing them but i imagine a lot of that was about getting the first premiership and and getting that breaking that drought and then 6 years later 7 years later you guys are coming up against a team looking to do exactly the same thing that you guys did in in 54 in Hawthorne looking for their first ever. They'd got their first minor premiership. This was their first grand final appearance and they are looking for their first premiership. There's a bit of similarity with that, isn't there, with what's going to happen this weekend. With In 2016, everybody was rooting for the Dogs to break that drought. Now Melbourne are in that position that you guys were in, you know, um, in the, the, the five years ago. So there's a bit of similarity there as well. What do you remember of the build-up um, to to that grand final, and did you feel like public sentiment was sort of sitting with Hawthorne?
1: Ah, uh, yes, I think that's true. Um, uh, but it's a, a little bit like this year, as people talk about the the drought for Melbourne now, and it's so long. The fact remains that uh, if, if you look at their history. Uh, they won a hell of a lot more premierships than what the Bulldogs yes. have yes. won, so I think it's
0: fair enough for us to win another one. Yeah, no, I, I totally accept that. Um, <laughs> what you got? Maybe one of the best seats in the house, as well as having a really good year yourself, um, and, uh, and and a good final series, as we said, four goals in that prelim. You lined up at full forward, and you often had the best seat in the house because EJ, at the height of his powers, was standing next to you uh, a lot of the time. What? What did? How did he approach? The finals and then the grand final uh, itself. As captain coach, what 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 did you know? We hear a lot about themes that, that that the coaches tap into. What what was the messaging from EJ leading into the grand final?
1: I I can't remember much about uh, the things that he used to say to us, other than uh, I can only remember him as uh, people know what a great player he was, but. Mm. He was a great team man. He just had that ability to bring other players into the game uh, the way that he played it. And as far as coaching ability concerned, well, they say Len Smith introduced the flick pass, but uh, Teddy had us perfect it. And that year, uh, we moved the ball so quickly, and our play on game was just so good because of that uh, ability with that flick pass. That I think that's really got us to uh, to the grand final. Um, of course, they, I think it was a year after that uh, the the league uh, called it a throw, and so we weren't allowed to do it anymore. Uh, but I I think think that was the best thing that I remember about uh, Ted, in the sense that uh, he he had that ability to really get get the team motivated and and uh, to bring us all in together, and uh, and he used the ball so well himself too, and giving it to other players.
0: What about tactically? Was it was he big on tactics, or was it more? Obviously, tactics have evolved a lot, and we're living in the modern era now of team defence and things like that, Jack. But what what was there? Things that Ted used to do tactically that were ahead of their time.
1: Well, only it's really only that the perfection of that flick pass is about mm. the only thing, uh, the major thing that I can recall that uh, uh, that he had us doing that made the difference.
0: When you look back on on that grand final, and we don't want to relive too many painful memories, but, to quarter time and half time, you really did looked look like you had the the game in control. A four goal to two first quarter, and then um you you kicked one three in the second, and but they were only able to kick one five, and they'd been inaccurate three goals nine, so you you had the the eight point lead at half time. Did you feel like they were coming though? Did you feel like the, the the lead was flattering you, or did you did you honestly feel at halftime that that you had the game in in control, Jack Slattery? I don't think
1: we. I certainly didn't think we had it in control at that stage, even though we were in front. Because yeah, as you said, they they'd missed quite a few opportunities. Uh, I, I thought we were still in it. But uh, of course they called them Kennedy's Commandos, didn't they? And they were such a strong, powerful team. And guys like Brendan Edwards just seemed to have the ball on a string. And uh, but some of their players just had so much body, more body strength, I think, than what we did too. And uh, uh, they just had that ability, I think, to to move the ball. Uh, from one end of the ground to the to the other, uh, w- w- more with body strength, I think, as much as anything.
0: Did you? When did you feel like uh, they might have us? Was there a moment where you thought, "Geez, I, I just don't know whether... it." Was it a case of not being able to go with them? You mentioned their fitness, but what what was your overall feeling about where the game sort of got away from from you guys? Could you pinpoint it? Uh. With hindsight
1: now, yeah, no, not really. Uh, it's, it's too long ago to, uh, to really recall. Uh, it, it was, as I said, uh, it just got disappointing uh, as the game wore on. From where I was, <laughs> it didn't seem to come down our end quite as much as what it did, perhaps, early in the in the game, um, and so uh, it, it was very disappointing from that point of view. I, uh, The worst thing I remember about the game is that uh, I did get the ball once, I think, just out of the centre and uh, I had a clear run and I went for a bounce and uh, uh, I uh, had a couple of bounces and I went for a third one and I lost it in front of 108,000 people. So that's one thing I vividly recall of the grand final.
0: Oh, in those moments, did you? How hard is it to put a moment like that? I mean, what the benefit you wouldn't have had then is social media and and that being becoming a meme or getting all around the place. But in front of one hundred eight thousand, I can only imagine what that feels like. What in that? How did you feel in that moment, Jack? Uh,
1: well, as I said, uh, it, it still vividly sticks in my mind as one thing that happened in the grand final. So. Uh, that's enough i think to, uh to explain that as to how i felt about
0: it how do you look back on it now jack knowing that it is it, it is such a, a poignant moment in in the history of the western bulldogs and footscray and that and you wouldn't have known at the time that it was going to take until 2016 for for there to be another chance um for the bulldogs to to get that second flag how how, how do you look back on it now Oh, it's difficult to say. I
1: I mean, it's something that uh, I'm very pleased to be able to say that I played in uh, a grand final, Uh, we had a losing one, but uh, it's it's been just so disappointing over the years since then that... uh, we've had very little opportunity to, to get back there again. Uh, I mean, 97 was the one that got away. That mm. was the one that was so disappointing. And, uh, uh, and I still uh, uh, was sitting behind the goals that day when Liver kicked that goal and they played at a point. You know, they cheered him up in the air when he kicked it. As they all knew he'd kicked it. <laughs> God damn, give it a point. That would have won the game for us and put us into the grand final. And uh, that was the one, I think, that got away. But other than that, you We've had very, very few opportunities, uh, and that's been terribly disappointing until 2016. And what a sensational year that was! Uh, Yeah.
0: Where did you watch that game?
1: Um, I was at uh, at the MCG uh, about the half forward flank. I think I was uh, watching that game. What? Um,
0: How did you feel?
1: uh that's 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 that was sensational i had quite a few of my family that went to the game as well and uh, um it, it it's hard to describe the, the feeling and uh, you know and that that night of course celebrations that night as well uh, uh we we were fortunate the um uh, the 54 and 61 the, uh, past players that were still around uh with our partners were invited to uh, to that uh, celebration that night at the at the uh, the convention center, and uh, it was a, the whole day and the site the celebration. Jack, you know, I will never forget that.
0: What, where, what, where do you see this current side, Jack? There's um, obviously, as we talked about, there's. Uh, a bit of eerie similarities between them coming in, maybe not as sentimental favourites for the modern footy fan as um, what Melbourne is, but as you rightly point out, that they had a lot of success around the fifties and sixties, so they got a lot more flags and uh, than the Western Bulldogs and, and Footscray do. What when you look at this current group and what they've been able to achieve this year, how do you place them?
1: Uh, look, I think if they play at their best they can certainly win this uh, match. I, I think, uh, I know Melbourne's got a top centre center line, but I, uh, I think ours is the best in the competition. We've, we've got greater depth. I think, you know, you look at Ponty uh, and McRae and Libber, and then you've got Bailey Smith, and you've got Trelaw and you got Dunkley. I mean, the depth there is just uh, tremendous. Uh, and uh, you've got a top full forward, and uh, I think with... Uh, Stephen Martin coming back into the ruck. Um, it's allowed Tim English to go forward and uh, take a bit of the pressure off uh, off Norton uh, with Bruce not being there. Um, uh, so I, I, if if they play at their best, they can win this match. I think.
0: So where do you where for you is is the game won and lost? Um,
1: I really think it is on. Uh, uh, out of the centre, I, I think that if if we uh, if our our boys can uh, produce their best out of the centre, I th- I think that's that's where we can win the game.
0: It's a pretty extraordinary thing that there's going to be a group of men that are going to etch themselves, regardless, into Western Bulldogs footscray folklore by joining EJ, who's currently the only um, player in the club's history to have played in two grand finals. That's that's a startling stat, isn't it? Uh, given you know the longevity of the club and and the game.
1: Yes, it is, and uh, that's why I say all those people are starting to feel a bit of sympathy for Melbourne should start thinking about the poor old Bulldogs, and uh, uh, let's see if we can get a, a few Bulldogs to uh, play in three grand finals.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. Um, <laughs> Jack, I could I could speak with you for the rest of the night, um, but I'm sure you've got far better things to do. Thank you so much for, for taking us down memory lane, especially when I know that it's not, you know, the easiest game to talk about. But it is such a, a key moment in Western Bulldogs history. And um, hopefully it's a result for you and your family and, and all the Bulldogs people on the weekend that can and put, you know, ease some of those moments and, and to celebrate moments uh, that are much... Uh, I suppose much better uh, for the footy club. And uh, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for calling, Sam. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.